Thanks for tuning into this podcast from KYMN Radio. Consider subscribing to get notifications the next time we post a podcast. And if you enjoy this, please leave us a review on Apple Podcast and share with a friend or on social media. Now please remain standing as we welcome the lead singer of the rock group, Rush, as he honors his native land with his presentation of the Canadian National Anthem. Please welcome Mr. Getty Lee.
Such a strange coincidence. Three days before the United States of America celebrates its day of independence, our kindly, soft-spoken neighbor to the north celebrates the day when New Brunswick, Nova Scotia, and the province of Canada, which would shortly split into the provinces of Ontario and Quebec, united in confederation. On July 1st, 1867, the country we know as Canada was born. We know them for who they are. Here in Minnesota, at times Canada just seems like our state reinvented as an entire country. They put that funny little word at the end of their sentences. They gave us the phrase, how's it going, eh? They play hockey better than just about anybody. They have a funny way of saying words like out and in a quaint, if strange, tradition. They are still a part of the British Commonwealth and recognize Queen Elizabeth II as their monarch. Their prime minister is something of a rock star. Also, Canada has supplied the world with some of the best music ever made. I often joke about my musical Mount Rushmore having five faces on it. Well, two of those faces are Canadian and three are American. That's not bad when you consider that the population of the United States is roughly ten times the size of Canada's. It is a beautiful country filled with amazing and proud people. If it is sometimes overshadowed by its big, rich, raucous neighbor to the south, the country does not seem to mind that much. They're doing just fine, thank you. They have good maple syrup. They have Tim Hortons. And everyone is really nice because they all have health care. And today, Canada is celebrating its 154th birthday, so we're going to help them out. Tonight, we're going to hear some amazing music, all of it from the last 50 years or so, some of it much more recent than that, and all of it from the Great White North. Tonight, we wish a very happy birthday to Canada. My name is Rich Larson. His name is Daniel G. Moyer. This is the weekly list, eh? Well, good evening, everybody. You're listening to AM 1080, FM 95.1, KYMN Radio in beautiful downtown Northfield, Minnesota. Thank you for joining us once again for another edition of the weekly list. I like Canada. Sure, yeah, you betcha. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> Minnesotan, dude. That's uh, Boschwitz. Well, you know, yeah. You're speaking Boschwitz there. Oh, yeah, sure, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, no, yeah. I, you know, Canada is one of those places. It is truly, truly a beautiful, gorgeous country. Yes, it is. And, I mean, it's also a great place where you can go and see the Northern Lights a f- bit more regularly. Yes, and it is. And that's so flipping cool. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's really flipping cool. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Uh, so... Uh, I want to throw this out there right up front. Um, there's so much good music oh. came from Canada. So many amazing musicians. Uh, someone's going to be offended because somebody is. Oh, someone's waiting to hear. I'm it. offended, and I thought about that multiple times while I was creating my I, own list. I, I like really disappointed somebody today when I when I told them there was no Justin Bieber on on the on the show tonight. Yeah, yeah. yeah I I. I cried a little bit, but well, you know, I was. Yeah, it wasn't you. Oh, it wasn't. No, you're cute, but no, it wasn't you. There's no triumph. No. Um, the, <laughs> there, I, I still don't understand the uh, triumph hatred, but there's no Drake. There is no Drake, which is which makes me feel unhip. Yeah, and, I should have picked Drake, but little, I did. I was actually counting on you to pick yeah, some Drake. Well, I mean. <laughs> I go I go hot and cold on Drake to be quite honest with you. There's some albums of his that I really like and then some I'm like, uh, eh, Yeah, no, but the last no. album like made him the biggest thing in the whole yeah, freaking it world. Yeah, it didn't it didn't blow my socks off. Okay. I, you know. There's but, no weekend. 
There's no weekend. Oh yeah, that that was mine. Be- I screwed that one up I because was, that I, after yeah. hours record. Yeah. The the Grammys dissed them, and now I did too. Yeah. And yeah. oh, I totally forgot about that. Um, there's no Leonard Cohen. No, there's no Leonard Cohen. You know, so first we take Manhattan. I'm not. We're not doing. I, we're not playing Hallelujah by I, yeah, him. I, I did play first. We take Manhattan on a show. Okay, not now I feel a little ago. bit better. Yeah. Um, but however, we did play Lover Boy. <laughs> we opened <laughs> which, with Working for which, the Weekend, I, and go ahead, rip on me. But... I just you know you know no. I mean, I, I love the song. That's a I, great I way to start. I anything. I, like I said, I'm just really glad you didn't go with Turn Me Loose. That we would have had words about that. You know, I mean. I would have gone with like lucky there, ones, but that's, oh, you know, I, I love that, that whole middle section. Never mind. No, I, no, no. Like, but a couple of weeks ago, we did the whole, like, Journey, uh, uh, Ario Speedwagon Foreigner yeah, thing. the trifecta. And, and I said that Sticks would probably work in there, too. Mm-hmm. Frankly, Loverboy works into that also, Kinda, but I, I choose yeah. to ignore Loverboy oh, because well. I don't care for Loverboy. I love him. You know, that working for the weekend is like pure 1981. That was on, that's a classic on my Brandon Junior High, Junior High playlist, which covers 81 to 82. And I play that all the time. I cannot tell you how many times I've heard that song at five o'clock on a Friday. (laughs) It's either Loverboy or Huey Lewis in the news. And so now you're hearing it seven o'clock on a Thursday. Exactly. Which is, you know, now that we're getting older, everything happens earlier. You have dinner at three in the afternoon. You go to sleep at 7 p.m. So Thursday is the new Friday. Exactly. Plenty of people are podcasting this and are actually hearing it on Friday. I'll bet you oh. someone is going to hear this at 5 o'clock on Friday. That's awesome. Yeah. So you're yeah. not... Okay. Anyhow, that was Loverboy, yeah. Mike Reno, and the, and the crew. Right. Um, seemed like a good way to kick it off. Sure. Well, I got it. Okay. I, got, I know. I got the song out of the way right away. <laughs> so that's how you're going <laughs> to no, play it. If, you, if we had to play a Loverboy song, Working for the Weekend was the one to play. That's true. So I'll, I'll roll. And they, they are a... They are. They have been a big band in Canada. You know who else we didn't play? Who? Glass Tiger. No, we did not. No Glass. We Tiger. did not. Yeah. Wow, I love I, Glass. See, I, that, these the are Red all line album. I'm, I really I'm, like that I, one. I'm throwing all these names out that I fully expected you to. Uh, and you're like you're mentioning them, and then I'm going, oh, that's right, I didn't include the weekend, and I only spent pretty much a big chunk of 2020 listening to that record. Did you know that the weekend is Canadian? Yeah, I did. Okay, I totally forgot about it, though. You know, you know what? What would be really go funny? ahead? Just... No, you're really funny. Is if if the weekend like got super, 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 super rich, and employed a whole lot of people, and then they'd all be working for the weekend. Oh gosh, I can't. Oh, you know what? I, I I'm, I'm I going. Said that. I did it. You did. The views of Rich Larson do not, and humor of Rich Larson do not reflect those of myself. I know there are people out there chuckling. I know there so, that's happening. But so our, Canada, yeah, yeah. Canada. Um, so hey, here's an interesting tidbit. You know yeah. what I found out recently? No, no. You know Justin Trudeau? Yeah, yeah. You know the rock star? Yeah, Prime Minister. His dad was Pierre Trudeau. Yeah, his mom had an affair with Keith Richards while she was married to the Prime Minister. Right, of Canada. And it caused that whole scandal. Yes. You want to know an interesting little tidbit about Justin Trudeau? Keith Richards is really his dad. No, actually, he's a distant cousin of mine. Oh. I'm not kidding. I found this out recently. Is Keith Richards really your dad? Sorry, Wes. No, (laughs) but if Justin Trudeau, if I'm however many steps removed from Justin Trudeau, then I guess Keith Richards makes sense. I don't know how it all works. There's time and space involved and all kinds of confusing stuff. Yeah, anyway. But anyhow, I found out that Justin Trudeau is actually a distant cousin about a... I don't know, something removed. Do you think you would pick up the phone and call him? Would no, you, I don't think. He'd be call? like, what the hell? If Monty called him, 
Would would he take Monty? I don't phone know. Call? Also, there's a Daniel Moyer who is in Canada and he is a musician. There's if you Google it, there's a Daniel Moyer. I'm going to guess there's a Daniel Moyer who's a musician in Scotland. I'm going to guess there's a Daniel Moyer who's a musician in California. Oh, probably. Yeah. There's there's multiple me's. I know. I'm busy. I'm in every place all at once. I don't know how I do it. <laughs> I'm really exhausted and I never sleep. This is why I drink coffee. Let me talk a little bit faster so that I can really get this down. I'm, I'm going to shut up now. Burton Cummings, Randy Bachman. Mm-hmm. Those are the only two guys I can name from the, uh, the the Guess Who, but those are the two important guys. Yeah, right Bachman Turner Overdrive too. Well, well, yeah, yeah, but we're not talking. I, about I know, know. we're yet. talking about the Guess Who. Okay, so tell us about this next song. What we're going to play? It's a song called "No Sugar Tonight" and "New Mother Nature." Yeah, I right love here this song. on ninety five point one KYMN, the one. It's the new 
Call it compulsive, call it insane But when I'm surrounded I just can't stop It's a matter of instinct, it's a matter of conditioning, a matter of fact You can call me Pavlov, dog Ring a bell and I'll salivate, how'd you like that? Dr. Landy, tell me you're not just a pedagogue Cause right now I lie in bed Just like Brian Wilson did Well I have, I'm lying in bed Just like Brian Wilson did So I'm I'm 
From their Gordon album, that was the Bare Naked Ladies with Brian Wilson here on the weekly list. Now, Rich, as you noticed, um, I'm wearing a kilt tonight. You are, and that's because my clan is the Gordon clan. Oh, and right? I, I, yeah, because I was really? looking through this, and this is the album Gordon, and so I think that you know I had to wear this. So you picked this song. I am, I am Clan Logan. Clan Logan. Yes. Very nice. Clan Logan. Clan Logan. Clan Logan. So you picked this song now. Can you elucidate as to why you picked this song by Bare Naked Ladies? I mean, I'm, I'm no disrespect. I would have gone with if I had a million dollars. There's no way I would have touched one week. No, thank and, you. And I'm glad. You know, everybody knows it, but you know the theme from Big Bang Theory. Yeah, you know, yeah, that yeah. Would, no, 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 no. But so, so you went with Brian Wilson. Elucidate now on why that was your pick. Uh, from their debut album, their 1992 debut album. Um, I, to put it succinctly, I wouldn't think that Bare Naked, Bare Naked, <laughs> I wouldn't think that Bare Naked Ladies is a very good band if it wasn't for Brian Wilson. I'm not mm-hmm. a huge, actually, I'm not a huge Bare Naked Ladies fan, but I think that is a phenomenal song. It's. I'm not saying that it's not a, yeah. a good song. It, it is a good song, okay. and then that the end is just. Fury, yeah, I, I love that. But I, the whole thing, I mean, there's this, that 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 slow burn groove to it. When they when they kick into that groove, like you know, mm-hmm. like like halfway through the chorus, that first chorus, it's just it's 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 beautiful. And I love some of the lyrics. I like some, some historical. I mean, the Brian Wilson thing. I mean, most people I think know Brian Wilson of the Beach Boys. Kind of went a little bit. He spent what was it a year in bed? Uh, well, he spent the better part of the seventies in his bedroom. Yeah, the, he built a sandbox. That's right. In his bedroom, um, gained a whole lot of weight. Yeah, um, and wasn't just. In fact, I mean, in fact, into the eighties, he just. To this day, actually, he's still a little bit not quite. Yeah, the guy's right. a genius, though. He's, yeah, I mean, oh, he's, he's a complete qu- he's a musical genius. genius, without question. One of the best. But 
But when when Sense he was in that state, he uh, got hooked up with this uh, uh, psychiatrist, I think, named yeah. Eugene Landy. Yeah. And there's this, that great line that tells me, Doctor Landy, you're not just a pedagogue. I, you know, uh, I, I, I yeah. Love, you know. There's anyway, good lyrics. Yeah. You know, tells a story. I'm lying in bed just like Brian Wilson did. I just it's it's I love that song. Yeah. Well, it, like I said, good song. I was just I was kind of a little bit surprised. Yeah. And and, and and the last good bare naked lady song. Frankly. And it's from their first album. It's probably. I, I think it might have actually been their first single. <laughs> so not a big fan, but yet it meant something to you. Yeah, that's, that's good. I, Great song. Like I said, I would have gone if I had a million dollars, but that's just because I'm just not a huge fan of it. No, that's okay. That's okay. Here, when I first heard if I had a million dollars, I liked it. I did, and then I heard it again, and I heard it again. <laughs> and and I heard you kind of went. Oh, I've heard it. Got and, you know. and and and. Uh, uh, it got stuck in my head mm-hmm. and never left. Yeah. I hate that song. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like me and Michael Jackson's PYT. Exactly. Oh, don't even don't even say it. Yeah. Although although I kind of kind of like the the end of that song, PYT. Yeah, well. Yeah. Okay, so the next song that we okay. Can I talk can I tell you real quick? Can I tell you I had not heard this song it might be 35 years. Really? The next one that we're going to play? Yeah. I'd forgotten about this song. A lot of people have. I'd forgotten how much I liked this song when I was 15 years old. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is a setup to no, no, really no, no, run no, no, me no. over, you know? And now, now hearing it through, um, shall we say, more seasoned ears, okay. um, I was taken by the production and the drumming on yeah. this song. The thing about Which is not something one normally says about 80s pop music. No, this this next song that we're going to be playing is by Corey Hart. Mm-hmm. It's from his 1984 debut mm-hmm. album First Offense. And this song has always really struck out or stuck out to me. The song of course is called It Ain't Enough. Of course. Uh, most, no, most people wouldn't have guessed that we're going to well, play. Well, okay. You we're going to play. Everybody who's, oh, you're going to play Corey Hart. Well, that means it's going to be Sunglasses right, at Night. Right, no. Right. Um, if you listen to the album, and I noticed this right at the very beginning, there's Sunglasses at Night, and then there's the other nine songs. The other nine songs have a different sonic quality. I yeah. mean, night and day. And I had I had found this out, and I remember this long ago, that when he had first recorded the album... There were the nine songs, and somehow a copy of it got passed on to Billy Joel. I don't know why somehow. But so anyhow, Billy Joel was really struck by Corey Hart's songwriting ability, so he called him up and said, hey, love the album. This is really good. You don't have a lead-off single. You know? And so then on the fly, Corey Hart came up with Sunglasses at Night. My theory was always been... Billy Joel at the time was around the time of Innocent Man, was mm-hmm. wearing the Ray-Bans, was kind of rocking that look, and he was really at the height of his pop chart. Yes, he was. You know, there was, what, six, seven singles from that record? I don't even remember. But so anyhow, that's Sunglasses at Night sounds so radically different than the rec- rest of the album, because the other nine songs have got sax in it and all kinds of stuff, but the song It Ain't Enough was the second single mm-hmm. off that record. The thing that I always have loved about this, and you hear it especially on headphones, the drums just cook. There's a groove there, and it's so solid, and the production is so clean, and the drums, you can isolate them perfectly, and it drives this whole song. So if you're hearing it, yes, it is a ballad, but it is a ballad that moves. It's got such incredible movement, and then as a result, all the other instruments play off of that beat, and it enhances it. So this is a song that just sounds incredible to me. And 
I have always liked Corey Hart, especially his first three records. Um, it was, I didn't know he had made a third album. Oh, he's, he's got tons of albums. The first one was called First Offense. The second album was wait, called... Wait, 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 wait. Second Offense? Boy in the Box. <laughs> and then the third one was something... Third Offense? No. You're going to go strike three? <laughs> no, I, it's called uh, Young Man Running. And he's got actually a number of hits. His fourth album was called... Um, he does not have a number of hits. Yes, he does. He does he, uh, do you want me to name them? He does not have a number of hits. He's got... Never Surrender. He, he's got... He's do got, you remember Never yeah, Surrender? He's got three hits. He's got Sunglasses of Can't Night. Can't Help he's Falling got, in Love was a cover off the third record. Mm, that was yes, not it was. Hit. That was not a hit. That was not a hit. I'm good. When we come back from the break, I'm going to give you the chart positions of each one of these and, and on the American you charts. You can tell me it was it hit number two, and I'm going to tell you it was not a hit because nobody cares. Okay. Anyhow, this song is by Corey Hart from his first Defense album. This is the fantastically, wonderfully, and unfortunately forgotten song. I hope that you really enjoy this. This is "It Ain't Enough" here on KYMN Radio 95.1, The Maple Leaf. Oh, 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 
Sunglasses at Night, chart position number seven on the American charts. It ain't enough, <laughs> number 17. Yeah. Never Surrender, yeah. number three. Okay. Boy in the Box, number 26. Yeah. Everything in My Heart, number 30. Yeah. Number one in Canada. Uh, I Am uh, By Your Side, America. number 18. America, okay. America. Number 18, I Am By Your Side. Can't Help uh, Falling in Love, number 24. Also uh, Canadian number one. All told, three Canadian number one album or hits by Corey Hart United total of nine albums United States of America I gave you the American charts right I know. there I, you, I, I'm yeah, telling but, you but you're insisting never that, surrender number three do you remember that yeah I told, okay. th- those are the three I'm conceding okay. is, is is sunglasses <laughs> at night ain't enough and never surrender I'm, I'm just telling yeah. you yeah. okay you know right. I'm by your side number 18 okay so <sighs> coming out of that that was Red Rider um yeah. with Lunatic Fringe Unbelievably great song. That was Tom Cochran, who also later on had a hit in the early 90s. Life is a Highway. Exactly. Which was then covered by uh, Rascal Flatts, I believe. That's right, it was, wasn't it? Yes, it was. So do not, for a moment, try to take credit for this song. No, I'm not going to. I'm glad that you you played it, because this is one of, this is really an all-time favorite from the early 80s for me. I had, this was a song that I had sort of, I had sort of fallen out of my... Really? Yeah. And I... Over the weekend, I, I I never ever ever have time to watch um, old movies. Okay. Okay. So what movie did you watch? Then? I watched two old movies, neither of which were actually very good. <laughs> Both of which were from uh, the eighties. On Friday night, I watched a movie called At Close Range. Oh uh, yeah, the Sean Penn. Sean thing. Penn, Christopher Walken, Mary Stuart Masterson. Yeah, let's get the Mar- uh, the Madonna hit with right. "Live to Tell." Exactly, yeah. exactly. That that movie, um, super boring until the last like half an hour. I've never seen it. And the, the last half hour is just intense. Really, really, it's 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 the last half hour is really good. The rest of it is just it's worth watching for Christopher Walken. But well, yeah, yeah, Christopher Walken is generally a pretty. Christopher Walken is, he's is, a, he's he, a trip. He, yes, okay. Uh, and then on Saturday night, I watched. Um, I'm almost embarrassed to tell you this. Oh, I can't wait now. I watched Vision Quest. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Ma- Matthew, Modine Matthew Modine and Linda Fiorentino in a highly questionable relationship. Yeah, but a great soundtrack album and Lunatic Fringe Lunatic is on Fringe it. Lunatic Fringe was on there and I went, oh, hey. Yeah. Yeah. That is a good soundtrack. Yeah. That also- That's a very good soundtrack. It's one of the better soundtracks. That also has Madonna on it. Does it, does. it not? Crazy for You. Yes. Which is a song that I- well, I will, I will, as a 52-year-old man, I will tell you uh, that I love that song. That song at times has moved me to tears. It still does for me. And I heard it recently and got goosebumps. Really? Yeah. I forgot. That is one of my all-time favorite Madonna songs. I'm going to have to listen to that again. I'm probably going to get all weepy and stuff um because it is man there's the feels on that yeah as the kids but i would also say. i was also say this madonna makes an appearance in vision quest that's right she performing does performing that song oh oh she doesn't like to talk about that what do you mean yeah her performance is not good. is it really bad it's it's a little, as 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 uh randy jackson the bassist of uh, journey <laughs> would say who used to be on american idol little pitchy dog Oh. Little pitchy dog. Okay, I'm gonna have to watch that movie again. Stick it in my Netflix queue. <laughs> it's not a good movie. Well, I man. know, but it's you not, know, it's not. 
All right, so we're going to uh, play a Brian. <laughs> so, well, it was just it was not talking about the band Red Rider or Lunatic Fringe at all. It was just talking how did you get to this? And we revisited <laughs> Rich's arcane movie <laughs> viewing. <laughs> viewing. Wait, by the way, did you rent that? How did you get a hold of these movies? It's all everything's on Amazon these days. Man. Seriously, so I can watch. So tonight, when I get home, I can actually watch. If you're willing to pay three ninety nine. To read well, the movie. That saves me some time because well, the last movie that I got from Netflix, you know, I still get the DVDs, is Cats. You know, the new version of Cats. No. Okay. No, I, got, right. I got that so that Eileen and I can watch this, it. Let's okay. break this all down for Okay, a let's do this. First of all, yep. you are the last remaining <laughs> human pulling DVDs out of Netflix. I know I am. Via I'm, snail mail. Yes, via snail mail. It's great because I, I forget what I put on the queue and then all of a sudden I send one back in. And then magically, I have literally had cats Why? sitting in my house for Why two months. Why are you months. watching? Look, it's a terrible, terrible <laughs> I know. musical I, to begin with. I lead in and I, you know, from last week, she and I were going to sit down and watch Cats and sit there Why? and giggle. Because we thought that would be funny. It would, it's gonna, you know how some things are so bad that we're sitting down I've and going, never, we're going to just I've, watch I, that. Unless, unless it's Mystery Science Theater 3000, I've That's never. That's how we're going to do it. No, no, no. You, I, I would watch Mystery Th- Science Theater 3000 break it down. Yeah. I'm not going to sit there and do it myself. That's well, just, that's just you a, should a, watch a movie with Eileen and I. No, it's really hilarious. No, no. no Come on, I'm, you heard no. her on the radio. She's a riot. Yeah, but you guys are watching movies like Cats. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I think <laughs> we're going to have fun. The problem is, is we got to do this sometime because I've been sitting on it for two months. It's two months this DVD has been sitting on the pile and it hasn't even come out of the little folder. I literally got it and I'm like, hey, Kate, uh, Cats is here. Yeah, not now. Oh, come on. Well, just hang you on know, to You it. know why she doesn't want to watch it? What? Because it's really bad. I know it's bad. Look, it's got James Corden looking at it as a cat, and it's got Judy Dame Judy Dench as a cat. I hope those, <laughs> I hope those so people got, got paid buckets and buckets <laughs> and buckets of money. Okay, so I, I'll tell you what. Between now and the next time, um, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to watch Cats, and then I'm going to come back with my special report on how that is and it's probably Kate's not gonna Eileen's not gonna be sitting watching it with me I'm gonna come back and go yeah I got through 10 minutes and now I dropped it back in the mail yeah if you come back and say anything other than that I, <laughs> you're I, gonna like I, disown I, me I will eviscerate you you will wow that's you, like a Mars attack do, do, do you want do you want to look that word up I know what eviscerate <laughs> means come on man let's talk about Brian Adams okay let's talk yes um, another song that did not make the cut um, I actually this morning was fully intent on replacing one of my songs with the song I'm about, but then I realized almost a year ago, almost a year ago, like we're within two weeks of you, the anniversary, uh, the one year anniversary of you making your debut on the weekly list. Really? Because you came down on July, whatever it would have been, July 13th, as a matter of fact, and we did the Live Aid show together. That's right. And that was that your was first, awesome. That was, no, that, no, that no, wasn't your I, first. I no, had you done did, a couple. You're right, but... you, had, you had done the, okay. But like that was that was the one where that sort of set things in yeah. motion for the rest of all of the stuff. Right. Um, and I can't remember, but I'm pretty sure we played the song Tears Are Not Enough on the Live Aid show. I think we did. It sounds I, right. I we hope would've. we did. Because if we didn't, I'm going to have to find a way to play it on some other show and not. We'll Te- do a we'll do like a charity thing and play like <laughs> right all of Tear, them. Tears are not enough. The shortest show ever was the Canadian. We are the world. Right. Tears are not enough was the Canadian. Do they know it's Christmas? Mm-hmm. Um, and it uh, was a song written by Brian Adams and Jim Valance. And, and of those three, 
I have always felt like Tears Are Not Enough is the superior song. Of those three. Of 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 We Are the World, uh Do They Know It's Christmas and Tears Are oh, Not Enough. Oh I gotta go with is I the, gotta go with Do They Know It's Christmas. Tears are not enough. Okay. Well, yeah. we're going to disagree. And, and, and frankly, it's also because... It's a good song, though. It's certainly better than We Are the World. Well, and We Are the World has three of my Mount Rushmore people yep. on it. Tears are not still. enough has two of my Mount Rushmore people on it. But still. Yeah. But but Tears are not enough. The, 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 the Trump card in all of this, Tears are not enough, starts with Gordon Lightfoot. That is good night, pretty, everybody. That, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. I'll give yep. you that. Okay. Brian Adams. The reason I picked this is Brian Adams... Um, Summer of 83, Journey was huge on the Frontiers Tour. Sure. Okay? They played, they were scheduled to play two nights at the St. Paul Civic Center. I love Journey. Yes. And I've always loved Journey. Yeah. And I wanted to go in the worst way. Yes. And I literally, I spent an hour on hold <laughs> um, getting tickets over Ticketmaster, and, and I that got was, them. That was a long-distance phone call, too. That was a long-distance phone <laughs> Um Let's just say... There were words that were told to me yeah. <laughs> um, about that when we got the phone bill. Yeah. That, you know, when, yeah. when the cost of the phone call is almost equal to what it cost to buy two tickets. $14, man. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. and it, tickets were not expensive. But, no. Well, they were expensive to me as a teenager, right. but, you know, right. expensive in 2021 dollars? No, <laughs> not yeah. at all. Yeah. Um, so, anyhow, I went and saw it was going to be Journey Frontiers, and opening was some kid named Brian Adams had no idea no. and so he'd come out with a song straight from the heart yep and i was like okay well it's okay you know it's a nice little ballad and then he put out the song cuts like a knife as the second right, single right. and the cuts like a knife i want to say that it had just been released about a week before yeah I've got, i have something to say about this show when sure. you're done so anyhow i i was like okay this is pretty good i went brian adams to this date that was the best opening act I have ever seen for any band at any time. He blew me away, so much so that I did one thing that I, I've done since, but not so much. The next day, I immediately went to the record store, and I mm-hmm. bought Cuts Like a Knife. Mm-hmm. And I was disappointed that this song, Lonely Night, <laughs> was not on that. It's yeah. from the album um, before it, the right. one right before it. Right. And which is uh, is that a self-titled uh, album? No, no. It, it, that was his first album. His second one is... Um, I th- you're gonna get it or something like that um which is also a really good record it's kind of a setup record but lonely nights i remember really standing out and for me it's got so many great dynamic parts it's got a cool bridge and it you know it's just got that vibe okay, to it so, cool. so anyhow tell us uh, your brian adams stuff oh all i was gonna say is that um when i first met you one of the first conversations, not the first, but one of the first conversations you had, we, you and I had, you told me that you believe the best lyrics ever written are na na na. Yes. All right. Well, that concert, the Brian Adams Journey concert, was the like the the sort of living embodiment of na of, na because na, because na, it's 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 uh, cuts like a knife na mm-hmm. na 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 and uh, love and touch and squeezing. Yep. Na, na, na. So like you got you got I your, got all my nas. You got all your nas right there. Got all there. the nas Get right your there. Get your na nas out. <laughs> this is uh, Brian Adams with Lonely Nights on ninety five point one KYMN. The na. The na.
the great, the mighty, the wise, the the pious Bruce Coburn. <laughs> a little uh, bit. He, he's a, he's a solid Christian. Um, with if I had a rocket launcher from 1983, it, I want to say it's uh, it's uh, what was it? fire. What the hell is the name? It's, of the, it's called Stealing Fire. Stealing is the fire. name of the yeah, album. Yeah. Um, there's another song on that album called Lovers in a Dangerous Time. Yes. God, that's, that's it's a just good, a great. The whole record is good. Yeah. I love that. Coburn is great. Yeah, Co- he is. Bruce Coburn is, uh, in, now in, in Canada, he is revered like he's Bruce Springsteen. Yes, he is. He's he's more of a cult guy. I saw Bruce Coburn yeah. uh, many years ago at, uh, at the Orpheum Theater. Now, here's the thing. I claim this song. This yeah. is this was my yeah, pick. You're right, and I should not be. I, I, I don't I'm want. Just, I don't I'm want. I don't like, want anyone okay, to think. Dude, you know? I was really glad actually you put this yeah, on the th- list because if you hadn't, then I was going to have to. Yeah, you would have to because Bruce Coburn. You cannot talk about Canadian music without recognizing him. Absolutely. You just can't. You can't. I mean, I agree. He is the Springsteen of there. It's just yeah. like Paul Kelly is the Springsteen of Australia. Right. Um, and y- and. Uh, um, uh, Chris Rea is the Springsteen of France. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I can see that. Um, I really liked how you paired that because both of these songs are mine. Uh, Lonely Nights and then If I Had a Rocket Launcher. Um, the thing that I like about If I Had a Rocket Launcher, it's taking the position, the the lyrical viewpoint of the person that's, you know, whether you want to call it a freedom fighter or whatever, but they're they're getting bombed. And it doesn't really pick a side. It just basically says, from my own personal point of view, this is somebody that's doing this to to me and my people. And it gets, in my mind, it really gets down to the futility and the stupidity of the whole concept of war in the first place. Do you know the story behind this song? No, go ahead. Tell He actually witnessed this. Was this, uh, like, this is El Salvador, isn't it? No, it was, it was, he, he, it was a, a Guatemalan refugee okay. camp in Mexico. Uh, and the refugees had been part of a of an insurgent uh, force um, who had tried to overthrow the military dictator in Guatemala. Mm-hmm. Uh, dude was vindictive and sent his guys o- to o- over the border to hit the camps. Wow! And and uh, uh, Coburn was there with Oxfam. Okay. And yep. and he saw watched, it happen. Then, watched huh? this happen. Yeah, and I mean I. You know, I'm a pacifist, so you know my take on all this kind of stuff. I think the war is, it's basically a bunch of old generals with squibbles and squabbles and stuff, and I think it's ridiculous. I've always been kind of a pacifist. I, I You know, I, my father taught me, never hit anybody in anger yeah. unless you're pretty sure you can get away with it. <laughs> Sorry, I stole that from uh, well, Harold. Rennes. Anyhow, th- anyway. those two those two songs together, I really like it because they've got tremendous force. There's they both have incredible drum parts. I guess looking at all the songs that I picked, I went with <laughs> these really great drum parts. Yeah, you did, and these great grooves. And I like the syncopated guitars, like that were in Lonely Nights that mm-hmm. start. Nobody plays guitar like mm-hmm. that anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, I love that kind of stuff. And this the guitar sound that Coburn has, and if I had a rocket launcher. If you ever get a chance, go out, do yourself a favor, go on Spotify, listen to the entire Stealing Fire yeah, album. You'll do album. yourself Just a real a big album. favor. And then and then go listen to Dancing in the Dragon's Jaws. Oh, yeah, that's a good one, too. Yeah, it's yeah really, so yeah. go and if you haven't ever heard of him before, well, you're welcome. Coburn. Go, go, Coburn, Bruce Co- Coburn. C-O-C-K-B-U-R-N. Yes. The C-K is silent. Yes. Yes. So, anyhow, what have we got next, Rich? I'm glad you asked, Dan. Let's see. It's... Feels like about time for mm, the weekly list haiku corner. Do you know why? Because they call you 
Haiku Rich. Thank you, Danny. Yes. I'm, I'm seriously really jazzed about what you're going to come out with this time because, you know, Canada. it could be anything. I, I know it's going to be Canada. So I'm going to count syllables. You go ahead and do what you got to do. Okay, I did it right. <laughs> it's a lovely place. Their main coin is a loony. They make great poutine. <laughs> okay. It looked like refuge during the Donald Trump years. A place to run to. <laughs> you know, we could have put we could have played Brian Adams' uh, run to you. You think that they, you. thank you for picking up the uh I got it. No, I yeah. dude, I'm locked in. All right, so and do we have a third one too? They play hockey there. Montreal might win the cup for all Canada. <laughs> I still like the poutine one. That was pretty yeah, good. The you. Donald Trump thing was good because especially the hidden the, little the, Brian the little Adams Brian reference. Adams yeah. There, yeah, After yeah. a Brian Adams set there. Yeah. That was, yeah. okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, there you go. Haiku Rich. Montreal Canadiens are currently playing the uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning in the uh, the Stanley Cup Finals right now. Or as, as uh, uh, the Canadians are also known sometimes as Les Habitants. Ah, Les, I, the, I, the habitants. I thought you said no French on the weekly list. This is Canadian French. That's all right. So French Canadian so, is fine, but, but, but my French but, is not. So, so Les Habitants uh, then get short, shortened to the Habs. Yeah, yeah the so, Habs. I get it. No, the Habs. Just the Habs. H-A-B-S. Okay. So go Habs. Bring that. So you know, and you know how much in touch with hockey I am. You don't even know what hockey is. No, I don't. Yeah, I. I was, you were born in California. Yeah, You're not supposed and I to know lived on the is. East Coast. And you know, they play lots of hockey on the East Coast, dude. Just well, not, I know, not but in Virginia. Virginia, you surf. You don't no, do that. Right. You know, they I don't do, put anything on. They my actually, feet they like play that. quite a bit of really good hockey in Columbus, Columbus, Ohio. Yes. Yeah, where well, you lived. I know, but but, uh, but they they didn't start playing good hockey there until after you left. Right. They're, they're, I, they're like they're looking around. Is he gone? <laughs> okay. okay, all right, let's play hockey. It's a bad idea to put me on skates. Ask anybody. Trust me. It's a bad idea. I like hockey. I, I, I grew you, up in Edina. I like hockey You very, have to, very I think, much. you know. Yes. I wasn't born in Minnesota. I, I was, what, 15, 16 when I moved here? All right, let's get the basic stuff out of the way first. Okay. Danny. Yes. Are you fully vaccinated? Yes, sir, I am. You are? Well, yes, good for yes. you. You know what? Well, when you go to Imminent Brewing, you don't have to wear a mask. Dope. Danny, do you believe that the pandemic is over and 100% behind us? Not by a long shot. Me neither. Neither does the management and imminent brewing. Now, look, I know that we were supposed to be pretty much done with this thing by now, but now there's this new Delta variant yeah. of the COVID-19 virus that's like running rampant in Mississippi it's, and, and California. Yeah. All yeah. 50 states now, Yeah, according but to what I like, saw in the news. They just, uh, uh, they just reinstated the mask mandate in Los Angeles County. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think that happened today. Um, and for those of us who actually care about public health and public safety, um, it's making me nervous. It makes me nervous, yeah. too. So they're going to they're, they're gonna ask uh, those of you who are not yet fully vaccinated, and by fully vaccinated, va- vaccinated? By fully yeah, vaccinated, a- I mean two weeks removed from the shot that would complete the, uh, the vaccine cycle. And then we're going to ask you to wear a mask. Uh, wait, 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 what did I just write? If you, ha- if, you, if you haven't been two weeks past, you, if you're, you're going to yeah, wear a mask. Like if, you, if, you wear aren't, a mask. if you aren't vaccinated, if you're not two weeks past your uh, vaccination, then please wear a mask. Now, there's no way for us to enforce this rule, so it comes down to personal responsibility. You can be a jerk, 
and you can say you're vaccinated when you're not, but what does that say about your character? Yeah. What does that say about your integrity? The thing is, no one is going to ask you if you're vaccinated. So if you're not wearing a mask, we're just going to assume that you are. And if you're going to lie about it, well, then you're just going to have to live with yourself. Yeah. I, I got to tell you, just on a side note, if you haven't gotten your vaccination, seriously do. I know that there's a lot of weird stuff and people are talking about, oh, it changes my DNA. There's government tracking. You've it makes an, you magnetic. You got an iPhone. I, and I will tell you this. This is, in all honesty, there are some side effects because right now I'm wearing a kilt. <laughs> and if that's the worst that can happen. That's that you wearing a kilt has nothing to do with you. I was just, you know, I was trying to go, you know, wearing a kilt is this is incredibly comfortable. I don't doubt it. Okay, so I'm going to just stop right there. The point is, is if you seriously, what do you I, got on under the kilt? Do you want to see? This is radio. <laughs> I can show you. It's radio. I have no problem. There's nothing visual about this. I've seen it before. Anyway, <laughs> I, I, I would say it's that. about 85 percent back to business as yeah. usual. Maybe 80 percent uh, still operating at 85 percent capacity, and there still isn't live music. Oh wait. Okay. Guess what? What? Live music is I, back, baby. I, I heard you say that, and I got all a Twitter because you know, we're in a kilt. So the kilt lifted. <laughs> <laughs> this Friday night, okay. seven p.m. The great John Manners will be back. At, Seriously? Yes. John, he's awesome. He's he is, really great. He if you haven't seen him, I have always i have I have said for years that John Manners is the. Um, He's a Bruce Springsteen in the Northfield. <laughs> I mean, was... he is the living embodiment yeah. of the fickle finger of fate. I truly believe that John Manners was walking down a street one day, and had he turned left instead of right, he would be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame right now. Man, the dude is good. He's, he is really good. So that's going to be. He's the guy that's opening the season at imminent. Then, yes. yes, you're going to have a definitely if you have not. Oh, yeah, go see him. Yeah, he's great. you're gonna have fun. He's That's great. gonna be a fun night, Friday night. It's the first live music we've had at Imminent Brewing since you're ready for this, March eighth of 2020. Wow. Yeah. So even uh, as we're still not totally ready to call this thing over, we we have taken one more step back to the the way things should be, and 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 this is a big one, right? I mm -hmm. mean, live music, John Manners tomorrow night, 7 p.m. And you know what? Pretty much everything else is the way it's been for four years. Minus the pandemic year. Mm -hmm. Okay. Good. Right. Dragon wow. Squirrel. Juicy IPA. Cannon River Pale Ale. Wolf Creek IPA. Session Mark Hill Wheat. Zombie Palm Sour Ale. Wait, what's that? Zombie what? Zombie Palm. Is, is that new? Zombie Palm. It's a cranberry pomegranate sour ale. Interesting. Yes. You know, that would be... I'm, I'm going to have to try that. Yeah. That sounds good. Uh, makes my yeah it's it's really good what you you, you it, it sounds good it's, it's really good uh i have an ulcer so i, I oh I, yeah I that's can't, i can't drink a lot much. of sour yeah but I, I do it's really good yeah uh lockwood pre-prohibition style lager and uh rumination brown ale which also causes you to think which is a dangerous thing for you it's and a I. thoughtful beer a thoughtful beer tomorrow it's uncle b's last chance uh barbecue shack saturday it's uh cafe sean pizza night and Sunday, oh, yeah, um, Sunday, we really need to mention this. Sunday, Imminent Brewing is closed. What? Because of Independence Day. Uh oh. If, 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 if we were in Canada, Imminent Brewing would be closed today. But we're not. We're in America, okay. so it's closed on Sunday. Okay. 
because Canada is it's Canada Day. It's Canada today. Day on and, July first, you know, and so we're exactly. Cl- so we'd be closed in Canada, but we're not closed in Canada. I need a rumination beer because this is a lot of thought for me. <laughs> anyway, get your growlers on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, just wise, plan ahead. Wise. All right. Eminent Brewing is open 4 to 8 on Thursdays, 4 to 9 on Fridays, 2 to 9 on Saturdays, 2 to 7 on Sundays. No, it's not. not except two, not this except Sunday. Exactly. Right? As always, the information you need can be found on the website at imminentbrewing.com. That's great. I mean, it, how exciting is that, that live yeah, music comes back at Northfield's living room and right gonna, there? We're going to do a couple of nights of music in July, uh-huh. uh, probably three nights of music in August, and then we're going to see what's what. That's wonderful. Yeah. Man, that's, and dude, you guys are starting out with a heavy hitter. So, that's, yeah, we are. That's pretty yeah, cool. We, and we're really lucky to have yeah, you. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. excellent. So, okay. So, now we come into the portion of the show that I would just label Rich. This is the Rich. <laughs> right now, we're going to, we're basically going to have the Rich show with me interjecting a couple little things. Yeah. So, yeah. so here's, I know that you love the band. I know that you love The Last Waltz, that whole album um, and the movie. If you go into the archives of the mm-hmm. weekly list, you will find that I did an entire show devoted to The Last Waltz, the first Thanksgiving mm-hmm. that I, I, I had the show. So is I got a question for you. Yeah. Is that movie out on DVD? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Do you have a copy of it? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. In fact, I would loan it to you. Okay. Well, I've I've seen it, of course. It's yeah. just been a while. I was right. just, you know, I was realizing as as I was listening to it this week, I went, oh yeah, I gave Rich all of these Neil Young CDs for your for your mm-hmm. birthday, and I'm yeah. like, oh, does he have a copy of Last Waltz? I oh, should yeah. have given him a copy of Last Waltz. And I, I actually, went, oh. I think I own three different copies. <laughs> <laughs> what a shock! Well, and I mean, I know it's. I always like the Neil Diamond uh, yeah. "Dry Your Eyes" yep. that's on there. That's a that's a really good version. That is the only time. Neil Diamond ever performed that song. Yeah. Was that the last waltz? And it was because uh, Robbie Robertson from the band had yep. produced uh, Beautiful Noise. Yes, which is the album uh, came from, which yeah. had just come out. Right. And let me tell you, Levon Helm raised holy hell with Robbie Robertson. Why is Neil Diamond Seriously? on this bill? The only reason Neil Diamond is on this bill. And you know what? It is true. Levon was right. He was right. And Rob, was like we, we've, ta- we've talked about this. Yeah. Robbie's not a good guy. No, no. He right? was he was doing that for self. Hey, the yeah. band is over, and yeah. I'm going to yeah. chart my yeah. next and, thing, and, and but, it's going to yeah, be with Neil yeah. Diamond. I mean, Neil uh, Levon was not impressed. Yeah, that, that. I liked the version of "Dry Your Eyes," but I also you really, know what I do too. Yeah, yeah. it's a good version. Yeah. The, actually, the whole Last Waltz album is really good. So tell us something about this song that okay. you're going to play. Acadian okay, Driftwood. Um, mm-hmm. This song is about. The um, um, the Acadian expulsion of like seventeen eighty something or other. Uh, it was when you know, during the French Indian War, mm-hmm. and uh, the 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 British took uh, in, in at the at the end of the, the British took a chunk of land from France in Canada, and these were um, uh, these are not indigenous people. These right. are these were people who had settled. Uh, or the descendants of people who had settled in in that area from France, uh, and were loyal to France, and actually like were running some little like uh, guerrilla shenanigans against the British. Because the Brits and the French, not real, <laughs> you know. Uh, no, no, not at the end of the 18th century, man. Um, <laughs> not not even close. Twist, idiot. <laughs> so, but. <laughs> Okay, anyway, <laughs> cheeky fellow. Um, so so what, what happened was, though, I mean, it wasn't like every Acadian, 
right? It was right. just, but like there were Acadians that were running some guerrilla tactics and, and all that stuff. And uh, the British rounded up all of the Acadians and marched them to New Orleans. So in other words, this is kind of like if I had a rocket launcher pre. It's, or, you <laughs> I'm know, just, you know, the, the, baton, the baton death march, yeah. the, the uh, yeah. the, you know, for, to a lesser extent, the Trail of Tears. Right. I mean, that's what we're talking about here. Yeah. Um, and then, and, and then they 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 got down there, and were expelled again. But there are there are um, there's a whole like huge group of Acadians that stayed in Louisiana, right? And uh, the descendants of the Acadians are now referred to as you ready? Ready. Cajuns. Yep, and I knew. That now you know oh, yeah. the rest of the, the st- story. Oh, you even went with Paul Harvey there. Paul Harvey was a jerk. Well, yeah, but you, yeah. you know, yeah. Anyway, um, I picked this song. This is not my favorite band song. It's a very good song. It's a very good, very song. good song. I picked this one because uh, Robbie explains it going into the song. Yeah, uh, it's it's a song about Canada. Uh, they pull all the all the uh, you know the last waltz was of course the band's final performance our final show the last waltz the last waltz and they had a whole bunch of special guests and so they pulled all of the uh special canadian guests mm-hmm. on the stage to sing with them so basically it's the band and Joni mitchell and neil young okay so that's why you went with it okay. uh, but you can't it's... really hear Joni and neil they're just kind of singing in the background but they're on the stage so you know <laughs> anyhow i just thought it was interesting because i know that you love the uh, there's i mean you didn't play like the weight or anything like that nope. but nope. you know so good nope. all right um this is a really though it's also a very good example of the, the band had three lead singers: mm-hmm. Levon Helm, Richard Manuel, and Rick Danko. Mm-hmm. When those three guys worked together, um, they like they're, they're it's it's Crosby, Stills, and Nash like yeah. what, what they were able to do, and and this is a really good uh, example of that actually. Good. So from uh, Thanksgiving, nineteen seventy six, Winterland Ballroom in San Francisco. This is the band, a whole, well, along with a whole bunch of other Canadians, uh, with Acadian Driftwood, uh, 95.1. We're going to do another bring Canadian on. song. We're going to bring out some of the Canadians to help us do it. Whoa! 
icicles and birthday clothes and sometimes they'll be sorrow child with a child pretending weary of lies you are sending You sign all the papers in the family name You're sad and you're sorry but you're not ashamed A little green Have a happy ending Just a little green Like the color when the spring is born There'll be focuses to bring to school Icicles and birthday clothes And sometimes they'll be sore That was Joni, Joni Mitchell Roberta Joan Mitchell of Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. Um, my musical Mount Rushmore is Bruce Springsteen, Billy Joel, Joni Mitchell, Bob Dylan, and Neil Young. And Joni is front and center. Um, yeah. I, I, me and Prince, man, we love, oh. love, love Joni Mitchell. And that's from the Blue Album. That is from which uh, just this past week. Mm-hmm. Celebrated its fiftieth anniversary. Really? Yeah, it, it came out uh, like June, whatever, uh, nineteen seventy one. <laughs> Thanks for really locking yeah, that down there. Last, last week of June of nineteen seventy one, um, and is one of the best albums of all time. Yeah, it is. Yeah, without, I mean, if, it's that's one of those albums that you you're not a music fan if you haven't got that someplace floating yeah. around. I mean, you're just not. There's a, there's a million Joni songs that I could have gone with. Yep. Uh, I went with that one. That song is actually very, very personal to me. Um, really? I, you know, well, you know. Well, yeah. I'm adopted. Right. Right. Um, and, um, <clears throat> excuse me, and I have, uh, uh, I have a very good relationship with my birth mother. Mm-hmm. I found her, uh, in 1994 when I was mm-hmm. 25 years old. Um, and I have family in Kentucky that I, I adore and I'm, I, I love, I, 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 uh, uh, I, I claim Kentucky heritage. Oh, I know. You know, I, I think that's, and see, that's the thing I remember when that all went down years and years ago. Yeah. And I remember our conversations about that and your nervousness and all yeah. that kind of stuff. And, yeah. you know, I was, I was scared and nervous for you, <laughs> you know? So, it I is, mean, you can speak to this. I can't, but you know, it's because you're my boy, right? right, <laughs> you know? right, right. but no, I, I think that's one of the most wonderful things. I, I, and I've been very fortunate. A lot yeah. of, a lot of people, uh, adopted people who, who go and find their birth, uh, families don't have the experience that I have had. Right. Um, anyway, um, Joni gave up a daughter for adoption uh, mm-hmm. when she was uh, much, much younger, lo- long before she had recorded Bloom. 
Little Green, uh, is about the daughter that she gave up yeah. for adoption. Now the thing is, um, it it was within like five years of my finding my birth mom uh, that um, this story became public, and Joni explained, "Well, this is what Little Green is about because my birth daughter has now found me." And it's something that my birth mom and I have sort of bonded over. This really, song. yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that's... that song means that song means a ton to me. Yeah, I love that song. I mean, we were commenting about this, and of course, you told me. I think it was the edicts that I was told about picking Canadian musicians <laughs> is that I'm not to touch Joni Mitchell and I'm not to touch Neil Young, and of course, or the I, band, or the band. Yeah. That was right. All three of those, I was not to touch, and I went well. And and you, you what did you tell me? You, you had Russian Brian Adams. Yes, yeah, okay. and I was like, you don't touch that. <laughs> okay. Um, the thing of, I'm really glad that you brought this song. Um, Joni Mitchell can be very, um, insurmountable to, you know, I, I, especially the deeper you get into her catalog. Yes. And, and you're, you're much more of a Joni Mitchell person than I am. Um, you really are. But some of her stuff becomes a little impenetrable. Yeah. And if I were going, if somebody said, Hey, I have no idea. And they asked me. What Joni Mitchell songs should I, you know, would you play that could get me interested? The first one that I'd probably go with, to be quite honest with you, is River. Yeah. Because I just, man, I just adore that. Yeah. But this song from Blue, Little Little Green, would probably be one of them, it would probably be the second one, really. Yeah. And I didn't know that whole story that you just told. Yeah. So that's, yeah, dude, that's really beautiful. The, the, the other really cool thing about that is I used to sing that, uh, sing that song to my daughter Katie when she was a baby. Not knowing what, and you didn't know yeah, what what yeah, that was about. See, yeah, that's yeah. it's just it's it's it's. I mean, you know, just the, the whole thing. I I was holding my daughter and just wanted to sing. You know, there'd be crocuses to bring to school tomorrow. You yeah. know what I mean? And see, I, that's a that's a sign of a really good songwriter that it's right that she's hidden some stuff and revealed it later. And that's the kind of writer that. Joni Mitchell is. The weekly list has learned that Joni Mitchell's a pretty good songwriter. (laughs) (laughs) It's taken a while. Light Uh, dawns on Marbleheads. Oh, my God. I just, no, Joni, (laughs) I just, uh, Joni's, okay. Anyway, um, so we move from, uh, we we move from the the, uh, great rural area of Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan, to the uh, Toronto suburbs. Yes, Toronto know? suburbs, and, and, and actually, that's appropriate for the song that you. Yes, um, this is from the 1982 Signals album, which I really think well, is a great. Which record. is a band. The band is Rush, of okay. course. Okay. Um, Rush is one of my all-time favorite record or favorite bands. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think I literally carry all of their albums on my phone with me at all times, <laughs> and I get kind of. What was it that you you just gave me? Uh, I, I was like, yeah, I just absolutely love the band Rush. And then you said... I like girls. And like, <laughs> I was like, oh, I mean, man. I, I want to date girls. <laughs> and I'm like... Which is not to impo- imply at all that, that, that people who listen to Rush... <laughs> wouldn't want to date girls. Well, I know, but, but we're just, just kind of like, like a little the, bunch the, the, of. It's just the, the the stereotype is that you go to a rush, uh, go to a rush concert, and there are no women there. I've been to many, many rush shows. Um, it's that's it's probably it's probably dudes. a true stereotype. Ninety eight percent dudes, and they've even made the joke about that as yeah. well. It's like, oh, it's good show. Did you see that? There were like three women that were in that audience tonight. <laughs> you know, and they've joked about themselves. And they're all they're all dates who were dragged there by the exactly boys, right? exactly. Yeah. And I've seen Rush many many times. Um, the death of Neil Peart last year was really difficult for me. We uh, it was it inspired of a whole show for uh, for we did a whole drummer show basically dedicated yeah. to Neil Peart. Yeah, but this song. 
And the song that we're going to play is Subdivisions, and it's right. from the Signals album, 1982. For some reason, this really gets to me. I had to I had to pick one Rush song. I I originally suggested All of Side One of 2112. <laughs> that was roundly no. <laughs> I, I I'd have been down with it if we. You that would have been my entire choice, hours, right? right? Yeah. Um, someday we're going to have to do a Rush show because it's difficult and it's difficult to pick just one or even six for me. This one I really like because it got into the heart of what a typical Rush fan is, is kind of like it's, you know, conform or be cast out. Yep. And I think that where Rush appealed to me is like I've said, as I've gone throughout my entire life, music has always been a constant companion, no matter where I lived. Um, such and such album lived with me in Virginia Beach, and mm-hmm. then it lived with me in Columbus, Ohio, and yep. then it lived, yep. you know, so it was always there. And this whole idea of, you know, the outsider comes right down in Neil Peart's lyrics in subdivisions, and it gets to the heart of a lot of things right. that are deeply felt sure. among, you know, I'm not going to claim like I'm an intellectual or anything, but there was a lot of stuff that they spoke about where it, man, Rush actually got me to read, you know, got me to read Ayn yeah. Rand and, you know, all of these, you know, well, things. Well, I'm sorry that they got you to read Ayn well, Rand. Well, I know, but... But, but, they, but they probably also got you to read a little Tolkien, too. I yes, know. it did. <clears throat> Absolutely. Yeah. That's J.R.R. Tolkien. I mean, there's so many things. The Crucible, you start reading, um, you know, from based upon these deep, deep lyrics. Yep. And Subdivisions really gets down to what it's like to be an outsider from the inside out and the pressures that you feel... Um, that exist out there among for everybody, but especially people that may not be the hip crowd. Right. So that's why I picked this and I love this. Subdivisions from the Signals album 1982. Really? Yes. Yeah, I suppose you're right because it was was the album after Moving Pictures. Right. Okay. Uh, Right here at 95.1 KYMN, the one.
icy sky at night Paddles cut the water In a long and hurried flight From the white man To the fields of green And the homeland We've never seen They killed us in our teepee And they cut our From 1979, officially, uh, he wrote that song probably in like 1970. What? Just stop. Just stop. He probably, Neil probably wrote that song in like 74. Uh, it it was supposed to be on an album called uh, Hitchhiker that would have come out in 1976. It was also supposed to come out on an album called uh, Chrome Dreams that uh, would have come out in 1978. Uh, eventually was released on the immortal Rust Never Sleeps in 1979. That, of course, was Neil Young, another face on my Mount Rushmore. And if Tangled Up in Blue by Bob Dylan mm-hmm. is not my all-time favorite song, Pocahontas. Pocahontas. I was going to go and say, Rich, what is this song? Who is this? <laughs> <laughs> and I knew that there, there's no way I could pop- possibly sell that because, you know, yeah. I, I remember very clearly... Um, 
you playing this in the Larson International Coffee House, and you do a killer version of Pocahontas. Thank you. Yeah, I'm. I'm just gonna say I can't, that, I can't do it anymore. I well, I know, but at, at one time, the I, rich of his youth. I I don't have that kind of range in my yeah. voice anymore. But um, I love that song. That's I, such a great song. Th- that was my that was my senior year at, mm-hmm. at, at Olaf when you were my uh, you were not my head res, but you were still running I was, Larson. Yeah, yeah. Um, the beginning of my senior year. Uh, was the first time I heard that song. Mm-hmm. Pocahontas, I, I can remember it vividly. I was sitting in um, my friend, my friend had an apartment off campus and we were listening to, I think we were listening actually to Carol uh, X, the Carlton radio station. Oh, really? And uh, this song came on and everyone else in the room knew this song and I'd never heard it before. Yeah. And like from the moment... From those first few chords, this song just picked me up and shook me. It, it has uh, that effect. I was like, what is this? And, yeah. And, and it's the way yeah. Neil's voice also sounds against those chords. Right. Because there's a little bit... It, it's weird. We're talking about a lot of these songs we're playing tonight, and there's a lot of syncopation yeah. that's occurring in this. Yeah. And I, I've always been a big fan of syncopated um, beats and time and stuff. Mm-hmm. And you hear it in his phrasing against that chord and how he strums. Just... You know, yeah, but it really grabs you, and this this song, it's just, I mean, this is Neil Young at it's, one of his finest yeah. little moments, and and just yeah, the, the the imagery and the lyrics, man, yeah, Marlon Marlon Brando, Pocahontas, and me, I, I know, yeah, isn't that yeah. what? I mean, you want to talk about some romantic imagery right, right there, right? I right. think that's really kind of cool, sitting by the fire, yeah. yeah. Anyway, well, folks. Uh, that's just going to about do it for this. Uh, oh man, this has been a fun show. Yeah. Hey, yeah. happy birthday, Canada! 154 today. Happy birthday, Canada! Not bad. You look uh, pretty good. You look pretty good for 154. You know, to all you hosers up there. Yeah. Uh, if you like the show, yeah. You, <laughs> you can, don't. Uh, you can't do it. <laughs> you know, we should have played something by Bob and Doug McKenzie. You know, like take off. Take off. Uh, right. You know, with Getty Lee. Right. Exactly. That would have been well. It's yeah. nah, it doesn't really work. Yeah. We're we're supposed to be like the the laugh humor. We're, we're, <laughs> we're, we're definitely we are not a, we are not Bob and Doug McKenzie. No, we're not, that. but yeah. we're definitely somebody that you should probably laugh at. Because <laughs> uh, we think we're pretty good. We think we're pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so if you like the show, you can podcast us. Yep. Uh, off of Stitcher and everywhere else you get your podcasts. You're uh, you're disc you're 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 um kind of like condescending to me on the stitcher thing aren't you because no I, no I, I just i think it's i think it's important that, okay. that that like i like that the weekly list has sort of grabbed hold of stitcher, stitcher that's our thing isn't stitcher it? is I our platform of choice that, that is no, now, only we, we also like apple music we also like spotify the, the spotify the the, the, the spoocy the spoocy <laughs> <laughs> we like that we like yeah. all of the various stuff but you know this the Stitcher thing, and it's not because I've bought recently bought a lot of stock in it. <laughs> I don't have any money. I'm divorced. Come on, crap. <laughs> you got more than I do. Um, so, uh, podcast the show. Go find us on our uh, the KYMN uh, webpage, KYMNRadio.net. Uh, you can find us uh, on our program page, and all the old shows are archived. So, if you want to hear mm-hmm. that. If you want to hear that drummer show that I, I referenced earlier, or the uh, the last Walt show, you can go look it up, and it's all it's right, all there. It's all right there. Um, or you can find us on Facebook under on the Facebook on the Facebook the un- Book of Face under the Weekly List, and I post every new show every Friday morning, 
and you can listen to us that way too. Cool. Uh, while you're on Facebook. And you know, hey, it's July 4th weekend for all of you uh, the south of the border Yankees. Hey, spend spend your 4th of July weekend listening to all the KYMN podcasts that are out there. Go you check know, them out. you can you can just binge stream them. You can, actually. There's plenty to binge and stream. You yeah. Know. I don't know why if you live in, you know, say Monroe, Michigan, why you would want to li- want to listen to the podcast of Northfield City engineer Dave Bennett talking about mill and overlay projects hey, man. In, in Northfield, but you know, whatever. It's, it's good to be informed. All you live the in, stuff that you learn, you, you pick live up in from everywhere. Nashville, Tennessee, or if you live in uh, Columbus, Ohio, or mm-hmm. wherever, or Virginia um, Beach, Virginia, Wendell, Minnesota, Wendell, Minnesota. Well, you know, hey, I'm telling you. Well, Mr. and Mrs. Moyer, thank you very much for listening to Danny and me. <laughs> we, we do appreciate. Hey, it. I got to represent the five six five nine zero zip code. <laughs> Population one hundred and seventy seven. You had to think about that for a second. Uh, well, you know, with the twins, when we had to enter in the zip yeah. codes from places, yeah. I also, there's a tremendous fan base for the Minnesota <laughs> Twins at the 56590. More, more, than, more than the population? More, yes. Yeah. There have been a couple games where three times the population of the town has attended a Twins game. That's pretty awesome. So there That's you go. That's pretty awesome. All right. Um, and uh, so also go like KYMN on, on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Go like Imminent Brewing on Facebook. Um, more importantly, get yourself to Imminent this Friday night, listen to tomorrow night. Yeah, the great John Manners. Yeah, tomorrow go night. check him out. Yeah, it's in absolutely. all seriousness. You know who's almost as cool as John Manners? Um, now I, you got me. Nobody. Well, I know that, but but a guy who could approach that. Okay. Gordon Lightfoot. Yeah, this was one of my picks. It was, and it, had it not been, it would have been. It would have been one, one of yours. <laughs> um, yeah, Gordon Lightfoot is just kind of one of those guys that I don't think you know. A lot of people that are into rock and roll and stuff, yeah. I don't know that he gets really the cred that he deserves. And of course, whenever you mention that he, all, they always come out, oh, "Wreck of Edmund Fitzgerald," and that's a great song and all that kind of stuff. And it's got that very Celtic looping yep. melody, which I like. Um, Carefree Highway, however, just it feels like morning to me. It feels like getting out on the road. Um, I'm a big fan of just leaving in the morning in a car yeah. and driving. Right. And you got that beautiful right. sunshine going. And this song just seems like the perfect way of a tranquil start to a road trip, you know? This song makes me think of my dad. Uh-huh. Uh At the end of his life, he was living in Arizona uh, right off of. The Carefree Highway. Oh, the really? The Carefree Highway. And he would always talk about it. Yeah, I'm just going to go hit the Carefree Highway for a while. Oh, that's, a, yeah. that's a great notion. Yes. And you know, I, so I, 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 love, I love that uh, I have that attached to this song now. And oh. Anyway. I had no idea. That's, this has been a lot of sharing and caring today. It, the, the, it, it, we've been holding hands. Thank you, Canada. You've brought out all the you, emotions. you brought out all the feels. Yeah, it really has. We haven't, we haven't fought about... Anything. We've been really copacetic we, tonight. We, you know, we, we got the lover boy thing out of the way right away. And <laughs> after that, it's been, it's been good. Yeah. yeah. You, okay. Wow. So I don't even know where to go with that. Well, let's just add it right there. <laughs> okay. Thanks for listening, everybody. This is, uh, what, what, what album is this from? Where, where um, I don't even know. I just know, I, you know. It's off my copy of Gord's Gold. Well, it's, uh, that's where I know it, too. <laughs> but, okay. I, from me, uh, I'm going to imagine the early 70s. Yeah. Uh, Gordon Lightfoot with Carefree Highway. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll talk to you guys again next week. Peace. Picking up the pieces of my
my sweet shadow dream I wonder how the old folks are tonight Her name was Anne and I'll be damned if I recall her face She left me now knowing what to do Carefree highway, let me slip away on you Carefree highway, you've seen better days The morning after blues, from my head down to my shoes Carefree highway, let me slip away, slip away on you Times I love best I wonder if she'll ever do the same Now the thing that I call living Is just being satisfied With knowing I got no one left to blame Carefree highway I got to see you, my old flame Carefree highway You've seen better days The morning after blue Thanks for listening to this KYMN radio podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast or found it interesting, consider leaving us a review and sharing this podcast on social media. You can find more podcasts like it on our website, kymnradio.net, or wherever you get your podcasts, simply by searching the KYMN radio podcast. 
And of course, you can listen to us live on 95.1 FM, 1080 AM, and on our website. KYMN is your home for real radio, true variety.